You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 98. Have you ever wondered which part of your brand strategy is the most important? Is it the main font that is in your logo? Or is it how many colors you have in your color palette? Is it your overall website design? Well, in today's episode, I'm sharing the key ingredient to your branding strategy and how you can dig into that a little bit more. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome, friends. I am so excited that you are here for today's episode. And I have to say that this is the second to last episode of this year. And then we will be breaking for the rest of the year through January for when we come back, we will have our hundredth episode, which I'm really excited about. I've been planning it for quite a while now. So if you are new to the podcast, I am really excited that you are here and checking out this episode. There is obviously quite a backlog that you can go back and listen to, and it's always really fun to see what you guys share as you discover the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, it just means the world to me that we get to spend this time together each week through this podcast. I only wish that we were able to be doing it over a cup of coffee together, but when you guys are able to tag me on your stories and show me when you're listening or what you're listening to, it really makes me feel like we are just sitting down over a cup of coffee. So please continue to do that and tag me over at Grace and Vine on Instagram and just connect with me over there as you dive into the podcast more. Now I'm your host of the Vine podcast, Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. And we specialize in building custom websites and brands for food bloggers who are really looking to take their business to that next level and they know that getting clear on their brand and redesigning their website is a part of taking their business to that next level. Our clients are often looking for that next step to continue making an impact through their food blog and they're looking to do things like diversify their income streams or create higher level strategic partnerships and they're really looking to start creating a household name for their business. So going forward, we are going to be working with our clients in two main ways, and I want to tell you a little bit about those just so that you are aware because we are changing some things up for the new year. So the first way is through our branding VIP intensive, and the second is through our custom website design package. Now, if you are ready to finally have clarity on your brand messaging, who your audience is, how you can reach them, and really have the visual branding to go along with all of that, then the Branding VIP Intensive is going to give you all of that, all of the strategy plus the visual side of your branding to represent that overall brand strategy for your blog. And then our custom website package is a full branding, web design, development, and speed audit package that is really going to be the start to finish of creating that memorable experience for your readers through your brand and your website. So you can always find out more about either of those packages or how we're working with clients currently by going over to graceandvinestudios.com and clicking on the services tab and you will see more information about both of those packages and your next steps to get in touch if you are thinking about rebranding in the new year. So let's dive into this topic for today. And I wish that I was able to have you guys respond and tell me what you think the 
key ingredient is to your brand strategy? Because my guess is that some people would have some different answers for what they think that key ingredient is. Over the years, we've heard from so many people who say that they need a new logo or a new color palette, or maybe they want to change the fonts on their website. And while each of those things is a very important component of your brand strategy and does need to be something that you consider, it is not the key ingredient to your brand strategy. The key ingredient to your brand strategy is your audience. Now, I say this because if you do not know who you are speaking to, then it is really, really easy for you to be all over the place in the way that you communicate to your readers. If you do not know who your audience is, it's going to be really hard to know what kind of content they're needing from you. And it's going to be incredibly difficult to know what your audience is struggling with. And all of those things are a huge factor in pretty much everything that you will do with your blog. So without knowing who your audience is, you are really lacking the foundation for your brand strategy. Now, to be honest, knowing who your audience is and understanding that can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different brands. For example, you might find that you have multiple audiences across different platforms and across your blog. This is really common and this happens a lot with our clients. You might find that you have a certain demographic that you're reaching over on Instagram and a different demographic over on Facebook. Maybe you have a really wide range of people that are showing up in your demographics on Google Analytics, and so you feel like your audience is a little bit all over the place. But when I am talking about your audience, what I really mean is your ideal audience member, your ideal reader who you are creating content for. Now, when we go through this process with our branding and web design clients, I tell our clients to really think about the one person who they are writing to. You might call this your ideal reader or your avatar or your ICA. It really doesn't matter what term you use for this person, but it's that person who you are sitting down and writing to every time you sit down and write a blog post. Now, ideally, this is a person who maybe you know in real life. Maybe it's a combination of multiple friends that you have. Maybe it is you a few years ago and something that you have now overcome. But you want to know this person on a deep level. You may even say that you want to know this person on an intimate level. Because in order to fully understand your audience and to fully grasp that concept, you have to get deeper than just knowing demographic information about that person. I always like to say that it's more helpful to know what the audience member's lifestyle is like or family makeup is like rather than knowing their age and their gender. Those two things are not really going to tell you a ton of information, but if you know that your ideal reader is a single mom with four kids who are gluten-free, that is going to give you so much perspective on where your audience member is in life and what things that they may be struggling with. So the key ingredient to your branding strategy is knowing who this audience is. So how can you figure this out? How can you really discover who your audience is? Now you can start with demographic information if that is helpful for you. Maybe if you have absolutely no idea, you want to go ahead and look at Google Analytics and look at your audience information and start to put together the puzzle pieces of who this person is. Are they male or female? What age range do they fall in? Maybe what interests do they have or what occupation do they have? It's going to start to put together the pieces and then we're going to go a few layers deeper once we have a general visual of who this person is in terms of their lifestyle and hobbies, occupation, those types of things. If you have ever done anything like a reader survey or polls on Instagram, I want you to find that data if you can and just start to figure out 
how much of that information is going to be helpful in discovering your audience. Some of it may not be relevant if you've asked something like, what recipe would you like to see me create? Unless you really get down to interpreting what that answer might mean. So if they say something like they would love to see a chicken casserole, you could infer that maybe they need a chicken casserole because they work long hours and they come home at night and need a quick dinner that they can throw in the oven in one pan. Obviously, that's a lot of speculating and may or may not be true. So it's really helpful if you can find the information that is specific about your audience. So if you've ever asked things like age ranges or demographics, especially in a survey or a poll, you're going to find that those are the people who are a little bit more engaged with your brand already because they took the time to take a survey like that versus just looking at Google Analytics, which is going to be any person who's ever come to your site and you've been able to get data from, that's going to be a much wider range of people than the people who are already bought into your audience who are already responding to your Instagram stories or who are filling out your surveys or who are engaged on your email list. And really we're looking for those people who are engaged and who are caring about what you're doing as you're trying to figure out this audience because if it's a random person who came to your site and never came back we don't really need to focus on what their demographic information is but if it's somebody who opens every single one of your emails that you send and is really engaged with you on Instagram that's a really important person to know and understand so that you can craft content in order to serve that person. Now, if you do not feel like you really have a good grasp on who your audience is, or maybe you've never taken a survey, maybe you don't know how to use Google Analytics to find that information, whatever the case may be, the next part that we're going to talk about is going to be really important for you, but it's also important for you even if you have that demographic information in mind, and that is connecting with your audience. So if you have or have not done a reader survey in the past, it's really, really helpful to do something like this in the future. And at the end of the year, this is a really great time to do it as well because you have probably gained some readers from, you know, the traffic spikes that you might have had over Thanksgiving or coming up over Christmas break. And so you might find that you have more people who are new to you and who you might want to get to know. It's a great time to ask your audience things like what their favorite content was that you shared this year or what type of content they would like to see you sharing. But it's also a really great time to ask some more open-ended questions and let your readers just share with you. You can ask things like, what are you struggling with the most when it comes to cooking? What do you find most challenging when it comes to cooking? What types of recipes do you find the most enjoyable to make? Any type of question that you can ask that is around the idea of your content is going to be really helpful for people to just share what it is that they want to share. Now you're going to get, of course, some comments that are probably useless and might just be somebody needing to vent to you about something, but I would encourage you to really look for the nuggets in what people are saying because when you give people the floor and they feel like they can openly share with you how they're feeling you might find that you get a lot of information that is helpful for you to really dig into that personal side of your audience. Now, another way that you can connect with your audience is by asking questions on whatever platform that you are most active on. So this works really well on Instagram where you have a lot of features like questions and polls and Q&As and all of those types of things that you know, help to foster engagement with your readers. But this can be really effective on any platform that you are really active in. And if it is something like TikTok or Pinterest where it's not as much about engaging with people and asking questions, but it's more about just consuming content, then you can dig into what people are enjoying on that platform and you can do a little bit more deductive reasoning to figure out what is appealing about that type of content to the people who follow you. 
But if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you can easily share some questions and get some feedback from your loyal fans who are following along with you. It's really just about asking the right questions. And again, some of those questions we talked about with things that you can survey your audience, you can also add that into your social media content and ask people that way. And then I would really encourage you to get in the DMs with people and talk to them more about what they are struggling with. You will find so much helpful information when you just ask the right questions and let people have the floor. And my absolute favorite way to do this, which always gets so much pushback from people, is to find a few of your most loyal readers and get on a phone call with them. It can be a five to 10 minute call. You can even offer them a free copy of an ebook that you sell or just a Starbucks gift card and just ask them what their biggest challenges are around your content. Really dig into what they're struggling with and what would be the most helpful for you to create or to give them to solve that problem. The answers might really surprise you because as content creators and as food bloggers, we get really into the weeds of what it is that we do and we forget that people do not consume our content in the exact same way that we do. And so it's really helpful to hear from your readers and to just hear what it is that they would like from you or what they're struggling with so that you can see if it's something that you can support them in. And you are going to really build a lifelong fan when you open the door in that way with that conversation. So why specifically does knowing your audience in this way matter? Why, how does it factor into your brand strategy? Well, it's really easy for somebody to look at their logo design or their colors, their fonts, and look for something that appeals to you as the content creator. However, oftentimes our readers are not exactly like us. And even if your reader is some version of you from a few years ago, there is probably something that is a little bit different about them. And so it's really important to understand who they are and what they're struggling with before you even start to think about things like fonts, colors, textures, logo designs, website designs, any of those things, because without that clarity of who these people are, you're going to create something that might not resonate with them. And this is why this is such a huge part of our brand strategy process when we work with our clients. And this is something we spend a great deal of time really trying to understand. We have multiple parts of our strategy process that dive into this idea of who your audience is so that before our team ever creates anything for your brand, we really have clarity on who your audience is. And if you are not 100% certain on who that is, it is actually even better because we're able to discover it together. And it's just been something that I have really honed in on over the years, really being able to see from the other side of what your audience might be experiencing and be able to dig that information out of our clients. So that is by far one of the things we hear the most from our clients when we get their testimonials and feedback at the end of our project is that they have so much more clarity on who it is that they're talking to and how to appeal to that person through their content. So it matters because without knowing who your audience is, it is near impossible to create something that will resonate with them. And if you don't create something that will resonate with them, then you're not going to be able to build that relationship with those readers and to grow your audience of the ideal readers that you want to have in your circle. And what happens if you don't have those ideal readers? If you go to create a product or sell something in the future, other than just your content itself, you're gonna have a really hard time being able to do that without knowing who your audience is because it is really difficult to sell to somebody who you do not understand. And what's going to happen is you're going to feel like you are throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks if you don't have clarity around who your audience is. I've covered this topic about your audience quite a few times in past episodes. So if you are feeling like you need a little bit more information around these topics and a little bit more support in discovering who your audience is or connecting with them, go back to episode 23, 34, 
38 or 62, which all talk about knowing your audience and discovering who that person is to some degree. And if you are really feeling like next year is the year to fully understand who your audience is and to really begin to connect with them with a rebrand, we would love to chat with you and see if you are a good fit for either our branding VIP intensive package or our custom website design package if you need kind of the full spectrum from start to finish. But either way, I would love to chat with you and see if you're a good fit for those packages. If you are looking to get more clarity around who your audience is and how you can connect with them, and those are going to be such a good fit for you. So you can go over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on the services tab, you'll walk through a quick form just to get some information from you, and then you'll be able to schedule a one-on-one call with me to figure out if you are a good fit. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you, and I hope that it takes away some of the mystery of what is super important about your brand strategy. Because truly, even if you are not at a place where you can invest into the visual side of your branding, you can get clear on who you're talking to and be able to let that inform the other things that you do within your business. And it is so important to have that clarity before you do anything visual in the first place. I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys and that you enjoy the final episode of the year next week. And then we will kick it back off at the beginning of next year with our hundredth episode. I cannot wait for you guys to hear some of the content that we have planned for next year. But until then, I hope that you will go out and get to know your audience a little bit better so that you can have this key ingredient of your brand strategy more figured out. Until next week, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to the vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.